You are listening to the audio version of the Courtauld Digital Media blog. My name is Celia Coburn, and I am a digitization volunteer. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this post. Title, Collecting Stories Workshop. It was written by Faye Fournassier and was posted on August 18, 2017. As part of our digitization pilot, we organized six brainstorming sessions to develop new ideas and harness the creativity of unselected members of the public. In the Collecting Stories session, we brainstormed the idea that putting the Courtauld Library's images online could spark conversations not only to do with the academic appreciation of fine art and architecture, but also with personal history, community engagement, social development, and storytelling. We wanted to come up with ideas for the website's structure, including options to collect stories and interpretation. One of the exercises we set up to get the conversation started saw our participants roaming the Conway Library, looking for one image that was personally relevant to them and writing a story to go with it. Images and stories were then passed on for someone else to write a reply and present them to the group. We wanted to discuss what it's like to approach an image collection with the intent to tell a personal story, whether reading someone else's story about an image enriches it, and how it feels to have a stranger describe something personal, like the photo of one's hometown or special place. The exercise really got our group talking, and the resulting suggestions and ideas will shape the way our project will be delivered. As for the images selected and the stories generated, they were beautiful and nostalgic, so some of our volunteers typed them up and wrote further responses. Here we have reproduced just some of them. The first photograph is from Box 4267, Folder 3, Item 3. It shows a view of the Broadgate Buildings in the City of London, designed by Arab Associates in the 1980s. In the photograph, many different architectural details are captured. The large, paved plaza is suggested in the foreground, and extensive use of concrete, glass, and steel can be seen in the building. A building in the foreground has rounded columns that are more industrial than the columns of classical buildings. Large concrete planters are filled with trailing plants. In the background, the tallest and widest building has a sloped front entirely made of glass. The overall impression is one of the 1980s space-age vision. Two of our volunteers responded to the photograph in different forms, but with similar feelings. Jan Peters' response reads like an abstract poem. Broadgate, close to Liverpool Street. Swiss Bank, public space, Richard Serra. Demolished, redevelopment, bars, cafes, etc. 1980s corporate architecture, 20th century society. Historic England. Memory, affection. Lorraine Stoker recalled memories of visiting Broadgate and also commented on the art installed around the complex. Hidden behind Liverpool Street Station is Broadgate. In amongst the monstrous redevelopment of this area weaves the Broadgate Art Trail, 
the most impressive art collection by acclaimed British and international artists. Accessible to all and out in the open air, my memories are of numerous school trips with teenagers interacting with fantastic sculptures, as opposed to the untouchable work in galleries and museums. We never noticed the rather sterile architecture, the students' opinion, but marveled at the fulcrum by Richard Serra, laughed at the leaping heron crescent and bell by Barry Flanagan, and sat drawing the rush hour by George Siegel. It still holds its fascination today. The second prompt is from Box 2478, Folder 8, Item 10. The image shows the entrance of a madrasa in Isfahan in Persia, or modern-day Iran. A madrasa is a religious school, and this photo includes jewel-like colors and intricate mosaic work. Pragya Ditel's rich description of the image brings it to life. This image is a painting or colorized photograph of the entrance to the Shah Sultan Hassan Madrasa in Isfahan, Iran. I see the coolness on the small pond, blue of the characteristic turquoise vaulting. Men in various uniforms stood by the doorway. A mix of clothing and styles, a young boy with a cummerbund and blue shirt, men in heavy overcoats. I love insights into the clothing of people in the picture. Arun Mahajan chose another photograph to pair with this one. As I worked my way through this box, it was fascinating to look at a bygone era of a foreign country not known to me. The image to complement this image, for me, would be box 2478, folder 5, item 3. A black and white image described as looking glass niche, which I presume would be on the vaulting of the roof. This image that Aaron chose is a close-up detail, showing more mosaic work and lavish decorations. The photograph is black and white, leaving colors to our imagination. The next prompt is a photograph by Tim Benton. The photo is taken at an unusual angle. While most photographs in the Conway Library show a building or detail straight on, to take this photo, Benton must have been standing at an angle to the windows. It is kept in box 4383, folder 2, at item 24. Barbara Bowman explains, The image is the view out of a classroom window in Amsterdam. It is a city where everyone lives, learns, or works very close to one another. Everyone can see into everywhere else, seeing people live their lives. It is both comforting and disconcerting. I imagine being torn by what is happening outside and having to stay focused on what is inside. Stephen Lines added his reflection. The session today really helped me think about this image more deeply. At first look, it seems cold, austere, and unstimulating. A place where your mind might wonder. But then the shapes thrown into contrast by the light offer another perspective, which is anything but dull. The light draws you inward and outward simultaneously. I suppose that's what classrooms are supposed to do. The next prompt, from box 3339, folder 1, item 12, was a black-and-white photograph of the west portal of Santa Maria Gloriosa dei Frairi in Venice. Giulia Antonioli wrote, I think a picture means a lot more if there are people in it. 
For this reason, I immediately decided to go straight to the Venice boxes. I found this picture inside the Santa Maria Gloriosa dei Frari box. It depicts a lady in a white, casual dress, and probably dates back to the 70s. The face of the lady is not visible, but her hair reminds me of my grandmother from a photo that I have seen at her home. It means a lot to me, even if it's not her. Imagination is better sometimes. Lucy Sharp responded to Julia's comments. She said, It's interesting feeling a connection with people, but not people whose faces or expressions we can see. It's not a picture that appealed to me, initially, but now I sort of get it. Julia's story brings me more into the picture. The next prompt is more unusual, from the art installation section of the Conway. Box 7582, Folder 1, Item 9. The photograph shows a sculpture by Richard Wentworth, a pair of paper bags with large and small buckets, made of paper, galvanized steel, and vinyl, made in 1982, and installed at the Hayward Gallery in 1983. Veronica Bailey reflected on the concept behind the piece and made a personal connection. Materials, tactile paper, the ephemeral throwaway, everyday object. Manufacturing steel, paper. The sound of crushing paper around a steel-hard bucket. Opposites. The fact the bucket has no water in it. Water and paper do not mix. Thinking of conservation. Archives. Conservation. Situated on concrete near Hayward Gallery. Modernist building. Wentworth went to Hornsey Art College the year I was born. Barbara Bowman responds to Veronica's comments. I love that you have added sound to the image. The final prompt came from box B4300, folder 1, item 21, and shows the interior of Miss Cranston's Tea Rooms in Glasgow, designed by Charles Rani Mackintosh. One volunteer wrote, Finding this collection of photos brings back lots of good memories and a fuzzy, warm nostalgia. I grew up in Glasgow. I really enjoyed getting to visit the tea rooms, if I was good. They were always the first choice of place to lunch, even as a child. I loved the Macintosh decor, even though in the 80s and 90s it was dated and not very cool. I even enjoyed lunch there with my mum, and the staff fussing over me and happily making me something complicated off the new orders. Looking back at the photos, they stand up and I now still love the Art Nouveau period and would happily decorate my whole house as Art Nouveau, as it brings back such happy memories. Veronica Bailey responded, Childhood memories triggered by architecture interiors of the Art Nouveau period. Macintosh. An interest in interior design now. How the past influences future space. And Saffron Saidi added, Looking back at the photographs and reading the other volunteers' description, you can imagine the noise and sounds of the Macintosh tea rooms, the hustle and bustle of people's voices, sounds of children sitting patiently, waiting with parents, the smell of cakes and brewed tea. The architecture is amazing to look at, especially the Art Nouveau period. 
I particularly like the design of the fireplace and black and white checkered tile floor. Thank you to our volunteers who took part in this workshop, and thank you for listening. Do you have any stories and memories linked to our photographs? We would love to hear them. Just get in touch with us, Courtauld Digitization, on Instagram, or Courtauld Digi on Twitter.